0: Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Lynn S. and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Today is Wednesday, May the 27th. We are reading from the big book in the chapter, A Vision for You, on page 158, the third paragraph that afternoon. Today's readers are the 12 steps. Avi K., Twelve Traditions, Esther F., and Readers of the Text, Lynn F., Janice P.M., and Larry K. The reference numbers for Tuesday, May the 26th, the 7 a.m. meeting, 14690, and the 10 a.m. meeting, 14691. OA Preamble to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Javi K. to read the 12 Steps. Please go ahead,
1: Javi. Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, everyone. My name is Kabi Kay, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Brooklyn, New York. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood Him. Four, Made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six. We're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Have a wonderful day, everyone.
0: Thank you, K. And the 12 Traditions, Esther F. Good morning, Esther.
2: Good morning, uh, everybody. This is Esther F., a recovered compulsive overeater from Cleveland, Ohio. The 12 Traditions. Overeaters Anonymous remain forever nonprofessional, professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OE as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OE name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, film, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before uh, personalities. Thank you for letting me do service, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Esther. How our meeting works? everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book in the chapter, A Vision for You. We're on page 158, the third paragraph of that afternoon. And Lynn F., could you read for us,
3: please?
4: Yes. um, Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, my fellows. This is Lynn F. Recovered in Pennsylvania. That afternoon... He put on his clothes and walked from the hospital a free man. He entered a political campaign, making speeches, frequenting men's gathering places of all sorts, often staying up all night. He lost the race by only a narrow margin, but he had found God, and in finding God, he had found himself. Oh, boy, this is such a beautiful paragraph to begin my Wednesday and to share with all of you my experience, strength, and hope and what God's saying to me in these in these words. And um, as I read this paragraph, what I think about is the perfect storm. Uh, we had the message of depth and weight being delivered to this suffering alcoholic. We had an alcoholic willing... We had the message of God um, being shared with him, and he made a choice. He gave his life to God, and he was free. And it seems so trite, you know, but it isn't. It means so much to us, to the folks that are still suffering, and to those of us who picked up the solution and continue to walk on this path. And it's just uh, how can I apply this today? You know, can I am gratefully recovered one day at a time. Today, I still have my plans and designs that I need to turn over to God. When I hang up on this call, I plan to walk into the day free with my hand in God's hand. And I also, just like was done here um hope to carry the message and plan to carry the message, this message of recovery that has depth and weight, this message of recovery where uh, one recovered person is um, holding the door open, encouraging the newcomer to find their God and to let the food go. Um, that's what I'm going to plan to do um, for this 24. And uh, that's all I've got this morning. Thanks for letting me share.
0: Thank you, Lynn F. The line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every three days in order that others might share their experience too. So for us, that means if you shared on Monday or Tuesday of this week, Please step back and let others have a turn. Please also say your name just once, as it does help me hear everybody. Who would like to share?
5: Katie J Boston.
3: Margie R. P. Mark.
6: A. Okay.
7: Let me tell you who
0: I heard. Okay, I heard Katie G. Mark. Nessa R, Riva P, Jen A, and Loretta H. So, Katie G, please go ahead.
8: Good morning, Lynn. Good morning, my fellows. This is Katie G, recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic. Um, this line feels like a promise, and that background noise is not mine. I don't know what it is. Um, in finding God, I can find myself, right? What does agnostics tell me deep down in every man, woman, and child it 's a fundamental idea of god right i I woke up not knowing who I am. I woke up looking for God's to make me feel better. Um, I used food, I used you, I was like a leech um looking for something to tell me who I am, like what is my favorite color what is what am I good at? blah blah blah, and the further away I got from myself the further away i got from god right and um after abusing all of these things and then coming into the rooms i was so badly mangled i remember saying to someone if people knew the things that I did in relationships specifically because I was abstinent at the time, they could never love me and that was true, right, because I didn't understand by going through the process of the 12 steps I uncover, discover and discard who I am not who I am not, the woman I am when I am not connected to God. Because deep down in every man, woman, and child, if I know God, I know me. Because guess what? God is inside of me. So into me I see, I dove, I did the deep dive of the 12 steps, right? And... um. You know, I've also heard that the search for food is really a craving for for unity and wholeness for God, right? And so by breaking me down through these 12 steps and seeing all the ways that I abuse and am selfish, self-centered, dishonest, and afraid, right, god put me back together with with love and and showed me like katie this is who you are go this way not that way and still when i you know i'm newly recovered i'm i'm four and a half years but even newer than that um i wanted to put finding a man first and god's like no katie go this way god i katie i gave your brains to use here you go and he put a man in my life and i was like i don't see a man that's not somebody i want to be with and he guided me right so you know i had to be gutted and that's what these 12 steps did for me like my whole life was ripped down and from there god could could help me rebuild and that is the process. Of um, going through the steps for me and and learning again I, I this is who I'm not when I'm disconnected from God and this is who I am so by being entirely absent and continuing to go through the work on a daily basis like I'm disturbed in step 10 I need to get back to God right because in knowing God and getting right with God's kids I get right with me and I know who I am today I'm not ashamed who I am today and I get to learn and continue to learn from all of you shoulder to shoulder what it means to be a woman of honor dignity and grace it is such a privilege to know God and to know me and with that I pass.
0: Thank You Katie G. Mark L it's your turn followed
2: Nessa R. Please go ahead Mark press star one to unmute Mark
6: Okay, Uh, my name is Markel from Hartford, Connecticut. I love this reading. Uh, They said, this man, this man left from the hospital a free man. The same thing I did too from John City Hospital. I left a free man, and and I was thinking God because he, 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 he gave me, he gave me ha- happiness. He gave me joy, He gave me peace, and and I feel good because of, he he set me free. He set me free. But that was not all. He he gave me these rooms so over in Anonymous. He, he I walked through, and they said I am in the in the right place at the right time, and and that made my heart feel good. I am free from compulsive overeating, one day at a time. I love you today. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Mark L. Nessa R., it's your turn, followed by Reva P. Good morning, Nessa.
5: Hi. Good morning, Vision For you, this is Nessa R. I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. Um, this uh, phrase, a free man, also spoke to me because I, um, I am a free woman today in so many ways. Um, you know, I used to think that freedom meant doing what I wanted, whenever I wanted, how I wanted, including eating what I wanted when I wanted, how much I wanted. And I resisted um, weighing and measuring my food, giving up certain ingredients, behaviors, and foods 100% because I thought, well, you know what? This is not a diet. This is not Weight Watchers. I want to be free, and that's not freedom. That's restriction. But let me tell you, now that I do all those things, that I do weigh and measure, and I don't need um, even a tiny little speck of sugar or flour, uh, among other things, I am a free woman because I don't. I am not a slave to the food. I am not always thinking about what i'm gonna eat and when i'm gonna eat it i am my mind is free and available to to live life and to to focus on others and to um you know be of service but you know even 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 beyond the food, even beyond the food, you know my mind was always occupied on you know how I was gonna get things done, how I was going to get other people to do what I wanted, how I wanted when I wanted. Um, you know, uh, like the like the, the 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 director that is spoken about in the reading, um, how it works at the beginning. I was like that, and I was enslaved to that. And now I'm not not that at all. I'm not enslaved to that at all. I don't think about it most of the time, and I can go along, you know, just roll with the punches, as they say, letting things slide. And it's a much easier way to live. You know, like I have this analogy that I use for um, a life aligned with God's will versus a life that is the opposite of that. And for me, it's the juxtaposition of a tumbleweed versus a salmon, you know, like a tumbleweed just rolls with the wind, you know, just happy and content to move to the left or move to the right or not move at all, depending on when, you know, and that's how I'm living my life now. Um, You know, where God's will is really the wind that moves me. Um, Before I was a salmon, they would swim against the current to go back to um its birthplace to spawn you know and its process uh risk its life and very often lose its life you know swimming against the current getting hit against the rock or getting eaten by bears and that's how i used to live my life in a collision course with everything and everyone and it's not like that anymore you know i can let go of my will Um, easily and just say, well, this is, this is, this is is God's will for me. Um, And it's such a freedom. It's such a freedom to not have my, my mind, you know, to not having my mind be shrilling, cessful of if only, um, if only this, I would be happy. If only that, that, thank you. I would be happy. Now I'm just happy because I am serving God and helping others. And that is freedom. And I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. And Reva P., please go ahead.
3: Good morning. This is Reva P., great recovered, compulsive overeater. Uh, similar things struck me. You know, I looked up the word free and it says to be released from captivity, confinement, slavery, to no longer be confined or imprisoned. And I was imprisoned by the food and I can be imprisoned by my old ideas. So when it says this man is free, it's reminding me he learned about the true nature, the twofold nature of his disease. He was free of the physical allergy because he put the alcohol down, and he was free of the mental twist because he worked through the steps, as it was known at that time. And, you know, in abstinence, the thing that imprisons me is my old ideas and that selfishness of, you know, thinking that freedom, as others have shared, is eating as much as I want, doing what I want, getting everybody else um, to get in line with how I think they should be and how the world should be. And you know what's freedom? Freedom is doing what I come to know through the steps as God's will and he knew that God's will was to do this footwork and he entered this political campaign he didn't win but he was free of the outcome when I am aligned with God's will as a result of working the steps I do what's in front of me I do God's work I do the footwork and freedom is not being attached the outcome and trusting that the outcome is exactly the way it's supposed to be, even though I don't like it, want to understand it sometimes, and that God is doing for me what I can't do for myself. It's for my higher good, even when I don't understand it. And this business of knowing and finding God, and yes, I too love that part And we agnostics, you know, God's In the last place I'd ever look I think he's in achievement and I think he's in material things and I think he's in validation from others but where is God the last place I'll ever look, which is what the steps guide me to which is right inside of me and knowing who I am who would you have me be that's what it is not I write this job description for myself but who would God have me be and that's something that I come to know for the rest of my life, and it's like a 24-hour thing. Um, The freedom is 24 hours. I only have a 24-hour battery. And knowing who I am, who would you have me be? Where would you have me go? What would you have me do today? Um, And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Reba P. Jen A., it's your turn, followed by Loretta H. Good morning, Jen.
9: Good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for uh, hosting the meeting this morning. I greatly appreciate it. My name is Jen A, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic from Littleton, Colorado. Wow. I think I'm just going to cry. A free man. Um, I'm a free woman today, but I have to remember in the last 157 pages why. Um, You know, in Bill's story, it reminds me, simple but not easy. A price had to be paid. It meant I had to have destruction of my self-centeredness. I, Jen Marie, must turn all things over to the Father of Light who presides over all of us. You know, that was something that I remember loud and clear. Freedom is not free, right? And how how did he walk away a free man? I mean, this doesn't go into huge detail, but like uh, Reba just said prior, he did the work. He took action. Um, And how it works on page 62, again, selfish and self-centeredness. That was the root of my trouble, driven by a hundred forms of fear, right? I, I, just like this man, had to empty myself, completely and utterly give myself, right? Isn't that what we're doing in the third step prayer? Like in morning meditation this morning, I I don't even just say it one time. I utter it over and over again. I'm so thankful, so grateful to be free that food does not call my name, that I'm not obsessed. Best about all of the dieting and the, and the fat pills and the potions and all of that and the exercise, thank you, God, that I am free of that because I remember the bondage that I was held in. That's the freedom for me. There's no longer shackles on my wrists. There's no longer shackles on my ankles. Thank you, God. And how does it happen? At the, at the middle of 62, it says right here, we must be rid of the selfishness. We must or it will kill us. But God makes it possible, right? And there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. And then at the beginning, at the end of the paragraph, again, for the third time, it says we had to have God's help. You know, it's a spiritual program of action. And we find God. And when we find God, he says here we find ourselves. I would 100% agree with that. Now, if you would have told me that coming in that I was going to find God and find myself, I would have found you freaking crazy is what I would have found you. But today I know one thing, that when I emptied myself out and I allowed God to come in, just just allowing, you know, no big major declaration like I didn't have to like get on my knees and and do a, a dance and burn incense or anything, just humbly bowed my head before my creator and said, you know, I, I put everything in. I'm here, God. I'm done. Then God can come in and I'm free to be me. I'm free to be Jen Marie. And that's a beautiful thing. I'm so thankful for that. Thank you, Lynn, for allowing me to, to share today.
0: And thank you, A.
10: Loretta H., it's your turn. Please go ahead. Good morning, Lynn. This is Loretta H. from Raleigh compulsive reader anorexic raced with God's absence for today and um, the freedom I am so grateful for this program and the freedom that I have today um, in my life and that I have shared I just about two months or three months ago again went through the steps and one of the reasons I did that was I have been out of the food with God's only with God's grace for uh, 19 plus years, but uh, the emotional and spiritual sobriety sometimes isn't there because um, I get in my own way. And as it's it's in this paragraph, uh, he ran for political office. Well, I've never run for political office, but I sure run propaganda through my head. And especially for me being the anorexic, A lot of my disease is in my mind, in my mind. And um, I have to, every day, work on that mind with the steps, you know, the 10th and 11th steps. Uh, They're so revealing and so rewarding. And they actually give me freedom because I get to finally tell on myself and tell on that propaganda that's been with me. I'm 73, and it's been with me for a long time, and I wanted to run the show. And when I did, I messed up. I took my first job so that I could be skinny. I even drank alcohol so that I could be skinny. I ran marathons so that I could be skinny. And all of that actually just totally made me into a crazier, more insane person. And with God's grace today, with this program, with working the steps, and every single day, every morning I have a date with God, every single morning. And I'm so grateful because also I have a date with some of the fellows on this line that I get to share some of the readings. And it is it is a program that is, People are spiritually active, and with that, I become spiritually fit. And God's grace, um, when I got to know God, and it is so true, I got to know myself. And it is a beautiful, beautiful experience because, as other people have shared, I like myself today. And um, I'm grateful that the steps are available, that my sponsor's is available. Um, that you fellows are available to do 10 steps with and to give them 10 steps. So with that, I pass. And please have a blessed day and stay safe, everybody. And thank you for saving my life today. Thank you, Loretta H. Just a reminder
0: for those of us who may have come on the line a little bit later, we are on page 158 in the chapter of Vision for you the third paragraph that afternoon. And the line is now open for sharing on what we just read. Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every three days in order that others might share their experience too. So for us, that means if you did share on Monday or Tuesday of this week, please step back and let others have their turn. And please say your name just once it does help me hear everybody. Who would like Melissa, to share?
3: Melissa C.
4: Jessica M. Amy. Dana P. Susan A. Michael M. Deborah M. Okay.
0: Let me tell you who I heard. I heard Melissa C. Jessica M. Amy. Susan A. Deborah M. Is there someone else? Michael Dana M. P. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Here's our lineup. Melissa C, Jessica M, Amy, Susan A, Deborah M, and Michael M. Good morning, Melissa.
11: Hi, good morning, Lynn. Thank you so much for your service. I'm Melissa C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater and I live in New York. And um, you know, so yeah, he's free and um yeah, from the alcohol. But clearly, he's also been relieved from the bondage of self and of getting his way. And, you know, when I put myself in God's hands, um, food was miraculously removed from me. You know, it just it left my life, and it just became nutrition. And it no longer owned me, and I was set free. And that seemed amazing, right? But better than that is I get released from the bondage of my plans and designs, you know, that like i think about this guy he he clearly he threw himself into a political campaign right nobody like does all these things um without a lot of work right he worked hard he made speeches he frequented men's gatherings he stayed up all night and clearly it was something he wanted and he must have had an outcome in mind right and i've had like long term plans and designs and things i worked for and um And I don't get my way, right? And he didn't get his way, and he still didn't drink. And that's what, like, has occurred in my life, that um, I have goals and plans. And and I think, like, you know, what does it mean to turn yourself over to God? Does it mean you sit and do nothing, you take no action, you never do anything, and you just say, well, if it's God's will, then it'll happen? Um, No, no, I don't believe that. I think that, you know, God molds my ideals, and part of my ideals is that I work hard for things that I think are valuable, right? And But God, you know, God relieved me from getting my way at the end. So I can work, I found out I can work really hard on something and not get the outcome that I intended, but there was something that occurred along the way of the work that um, was aligned with God's purpose. It must have been, Right. And and I'm okay with not getting my way. And that's miraculous because, you know, I was once a woman that I ate every time anything in life didn't go my way. From the smallest details to the biggest things. And then I always assigned blame to those things for causing me to eat. And I'm not that woman anymore because I found God. And in finding God, I find myself. So God is with me all the time as I'm working, as I'm doing hard work, right? Um and as I don't get what I want, God is still there. God is still there. And um thanks, with that I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Melissa C. Jessica M, it's your turn, followed by Amy. Please go ahead, Jessica.
12: Good morning. This is Jessica M, recovering compulsive overeater from Pennsylvania. Um I I almost have to laugh when I read this because <laughs> I think of the hot mess that I was when I first came into the program and <clears throat> I think of me going out on a on a political campaign at that time and it just it's it's almost a ridiculous thought it's not almost it is it's a ridiculous thought that I would go out and do that but um. But these guys, you know, I'm so grateful for their willingness to just dive in and do this. Um, I really feel like their example shows us that it was just this program is God inspired for sure. Um, The thing that I really want to just share here is that if I were a newcomer, when I was a newcomer, if they had told me that I had to find God, and in finding God, I would find myself. I would have turned and run in the other direction. Uh, I had a very difficult upbringing in religion, and that was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, but hindsight is twenty twenty, and I look back on those first years, really, in the program and how God spoke to me, my, my higher power God, spoke to me through the people who were in the rooms working the program, and sharing their experience, strength, and hope with me, the people who answered the phone when I was freaking out over the food, Uh, the people who, you know, hugged me when I was disgustingly overweight and couldn't even care for myself, Um, those people were God. And in finding relationship with those people, I was able to find my way to God. And for me, that's how my higher power works. I mean, I walk around today and I think, geez, God is everywhere. (laughs) And I never saw God anywhere before, except for maybe in, you know, an autumn tree. Um, I could see God in the beautiful colors. But other than that, you know, God was not there to help me. And when I came into OA, boy, did God prove me wrong, because you all Became, as a friend of mine says, God with skin on in the meeting. And for that, I just thank you all and I will pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Jessica M. Amy, it's your turn, followed by Susan A. And Amy, could we have the initial of your last name, please? Sure, Amy G. Thank you. Great.
13: Thank you so much for your service. My name is
0: Amy G. I'm a
13: recovered compulsive overeater from Maryland. Thank you so much for the opportunity to participate. Such an awesome meeting, y'all. So this guy comes from the alcoholic scrap, scrap heap, as we say, and enters a political campaign. And what I find interesting for me, and maybe this is a stretch, but I don't think so based on what the first 157 pages have been teaching us, as others have said, that to think that Let me put it this way. When I think of a politician, I don't have great things come to mind. Like I think of someone looking for political power, someone who wants to stroke their ego. You know, there's some self-serving adjectives that I think about. But in my opinion, I think about the 12th step and what this guy is probably trying to do, which is to serve his community, where we practice these principles in all of our affairs. That he wasn't coming out to be... um, some big guy and and stroke his ego and, and do all these great things for himself, but he had been changed from the inside out and it talked about this on There is a Solution on page 27. They appear to be in the nature of huge emotional displacements and re- rearrangements, ideas, emotions, attitudes, which were once the guiding forces of the lives of these men are suddenly cast aside and a completely new set of conceptions and motives begin to dominate them. And I can say from my experience, that's what happened to me. I started moving through the process of working the 12 steps from a self-centered life to a God-centered life, to what God would have me be. And I think that carrying these carrying the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater and practicing these principles and all affairs, the essence of step, step 12 is what this man was trying to do, is to go out and be of service to his community and his fellow man. I mean, what an incredible motive. And to think, I mean, to me, that's just miraculous. Not only has this program stopped the food from calling, you know, to me, but that I have been given a new purpose to carry the message to the still suffering compulsive world reader, but also to understand that I can serve a purpose to my community and my fellow man and, and be able to do that without selfish motives. How is that even possible that a selfish, self-centered, immature active compulsive overeater, drug addict and alcoholic would change in a way that I would want to serve others before actually serving myself. And in actuality, by serving others, I do serve myself because then when I do that, I become free, just like this man when he walked out a free man. What an incredibly miraculous program. Talk about a fourth dimension. I didn't even know that was possible, and I bet this guy didn't either when he walked out, but then decided to go ahead and give running for office a try and like i said he didn't do he didn't he didn't win but that didn't mean he wasn't serving a purpose other than himself and that's what this program is does, is it teaches us and with that i'll pass thank you
0: thank you amy D. susan a it's your turn followed by deborah m please go ahead susan
14: hi lynn thank you for your service this is susan a recovered in pennsylvania there were a couple at least a couple things I related to in this paragraph. I've had a, a number of inpatient hospitalizations not for alcohol, but I remember the feeling when I left the hospital each time, I was I felt that I was back in the world and I was no longer isolated or or quarantined, so to speak. I was able to rejo- rejoin the human race. And here, Bill D. did that, and he went right into public service. And so his spiritual transfer- transformation uh, could be used to help others and to help society, in fact. And I think at my experience in being recovered, we become desirous to help others. It's not like it it is an obligation, but it's a privilege as well. And then the last sentence in the paragraph, he had found God, and in finding God, he had found himself. One of the best and most unfamiliar gifts from recovery has been beginning to like and love myself. Um, In my disease, I had always tried to like myself, through other people's eyes and responses to me, the gift of our program is um, to is becoming well with myself and discovering who God created me to be, and not just being comfortable, but being excited by this process of self discovery.
1: <clears throat>
14: and this is an ongoing. Uh, you know this this change in myself, and I hear it on the line with others in their voices and in their stories it's It's an ongoing positive impact on myself as well as on on others and it's uh I wanted to thank you for your service and for everyone on the line and for the vision fellowship. With that, I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Susan a Deborah M., it's your turn, followed
15: by Michael M. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. My name is Deborah M., and I'm a compulsive overeater from Baltimore, Maryland. When I look at this paragraph, I see it on a very practical level because I think that's where I'm still living in some ways. I read that he was in a political campaign. He was staying up late at night. He was making speeches, which, you know, that can be a lot of stress, and he was with lots of other people. He was in men's gathering places, and yet he didn't lose his sobriety, and I think sometimes that my own abstinence is sort of fragile. His his sobriety wasn't a delicate, fragile thing. He was doing um, things in life that maybe weren't very routine and ordered, but he was doing them fine. His He was staying sober and he was doing what he was being called to do. And when I look at this, I like that. That's hopeful. You can mix things up a little bit and you can still stay sober and abstinent. But why is that? I look back at the paragraph from yesterday and it said, the lawyer gave his life to the care and direction of his creator. And isn't that the rock solid foundation? everything, life, to the care and direction of his creator. So going out at night, making speeches, aiming for something different, it didn't rock his world because his life was solidly with his creator. And sometimes I'm still fighting the food. I haven't achieved neutrality. And the book says we don't fight anyone or anything, not even alcohol. Last night I was just fighting i had made something and i wanted more i have a volume problem and i wanted more but i didn't want more and i was just trying everything i could prayer and breathing and and finally i thought you know what just surrender it here i'll just give it to you here's the pot of stuff i'll just give it to god i don't need to fight anymore done you can have it and that was it that was it for the night and so um i'm thankful for all of you here I'm thankful for almost every line in this book. There's not a line that I can't use. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Deborah M. And Michael M. It's your turn. Good morning, Michael.
16: Hi, good morning. Thank you for your service. I'm Michael M. from Rockaway Beach, New York. Um, I'm a a long-timer, and I'm so grateful that I found Vision a few years ago uh, because it truly has enhanced my life and when i came in i was really young and i i didn't want to hear the word god because i confused god with religion but over the years and i've had my successes and my sorrows and my joy and my grief and that's all part of life what i know now for sure is i, I have learned that when i pray i was taught that i'm talking to my higher power and when i meditate is when i listen and I was so neurotic and, and people were uh, betting that I was, I was on pills or diet pills or speed because I was, everything had to be like on time, like jumping into a rope. Everything had to be fast, fast, fast. And one of my friends, and I just found that when I moved uh, a few years ago, uh, get the synonymous saying, slow me down to a walk. And I didn't really understand it when I was young, but of course I do understand it because the higher power has helped me to slow down, not two things too fast, too crazy, in a rush. And today I do believe in uh, my higher power. And I thought, I think that Bill Wilson was, it was magic that he called it higher power because when I would hear the word God, I would, I would ready to bite your finger off because I had confuse God with a parochial school and parochial school is not a good thing for me. So today I just continue to learn to trust in my higher power and I'm careful on what I pray for because a few times I've gotten it and it's what I want, but I don't think it's what my higher power wanted for me. So I had to learn the hard way. Thank you for allowing me to share and have a great and safe day. And
0: thank you, Michael M. The line is now open. If you would like to share, please say your name just once. It does help me hear you. And we have time, I think, for two or three more shares. Who would like that time?
5: Mary M. Dana P. Carolyn H.
0: Okay, great. Let's go with that lineup. then. We have Mary M. Dana P and Carolyn H. Good morning, Mary.
17: Good morning. Hi, uh, Mary. Here, um, food edit, and uh, and 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 have an anorexic mind, if I can just say that. I um, I um, I I'm so glad to be here, and I'm so glad to be reading, and my God, listening to everybody is so powerful because of. Um, you know, the message of hearing about freedom, you know, I, um, I have been, um, I have been, um, I have been, uh, like, a kind of, like, imprisoned with food thoughts for years, you know, and, um, trying to control it, and, and, um, trying to get away from it, and yet not being able to, you know, and to hear people share is just so powerful, absolutely powerful to hear the message of freedom, and, uh, I'm doing my fourth step at the moment, and um, fourth and fifth step actually, and 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 I, I I'm going to be shared that it's so embarrassing to do certain. It's it's embarrassing to share my my fifth step with people. You know, it, it, with anybody, you know. And um, but my God, I, I did it, I did it, and um, you know, I think that was higher power. I, I've left my own devices, my God. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to have done this, you know what I've done so far so anyway I'm here it's one day at a time and uh, you know as you say reading about that man walking you know walking freedom having freedom and then turned his life over to higher power and um, I've done that myself um, in this process in the last couple of months and um, and uh, it's one day at a time and uh that the cravings, I, I, cra- they're cravings, but I know it's not the answer, but it's just, oof, going through that withdrawal um, is, um, oof, it's quite difficult, because I really have never done it, I've never done it, and it's, oof, but it's one day at a time, so thanks for letting me share, and I'm so grateful to be here and having this help, thank you.
0: Thank you, Mary Ann. Dana P., it's your turn. Good morning, Dana.
7: Hi, I'm Dana, compulsive overeater, uh, anorexic, bulimic. Um, I am so, God is freaking amazing. Um, I've been listening to this beautiful, beautiful um, story with what God's doing in our lives. And I'm seeing this orchestrator um, directing a choir. It's amazing. Um, So regarding the reading, um, the paragraph before he enters into this um, political campaign, he essentially overnight um, discovered that God was inside of him. I'm so in awe. Um, I thought I knew what God was, and this happened to me. Um, I can't say it was overnight, but it happened over the past week to 10 days. Um, and then he went into this political campaign. Well, I haven't done that. Um, what, I, what hit me was that that would have driven me back to food, that kind of frenetic um, activity and then the ensuing exhaustion at the end would have thrown me right into food. Um, just a great demonstration again everything in this book um, is inspired by God. Great demonstration of you know a man following God's lead and I heard the word detachment being detached from the outcome. It's just beautiful. So appreciate all of all of the orchestrators very And uh, thank you for um, your time, and I'll pass.
0: Thank you, Dana P.
2: And Carolyn H., please go ahead. Press star one to unmute, Carolyn.
18: Good morning, I apologize. I thought, okay. This is Carolyn. Uh, I am a compulsive overeater from OA, I mean, from uh, Atlanta, but I, yeah, but uh, sorry about that. I'm thankful for a uh, vision for you and uh, the reading um, he had found God and then finding God had found himself. I uh, do believe in a higher power and I'm thankful for my higher power. I've been absent now for the uh, last five days and I know it's all because of God. And uh, I just, you know, keep believing and keep going forward and uh, just be thankful because without my higher power, I don't know where I would be. I was in relapse, and being in relapse is really bad. Uh, you know, I gained a lot of weight, and it's causing all kind of health problems. But with God, my higher power, I know just to go one day at a time, and stay focused and just keep looking to my higher power. He will continue to guide me in the right direction. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Carol and H. We have time for one two-minute share. Would anybody
2: like that time? Nope.
0: Okay. Thank you. To, oh, Pete,
19: please go ahead. Thank you for taking the meeting. My name's Pete B. I'm a compulsive overeater recovered today by God's grace and mercy. And just say the word when I'm done. It's got, I got no problem with that. I think what, what, um, what I really appreciate about this short paragraph is think, think of all the things that weren't there for this gentleman, right? There was no, you know, he had no 90 meetings to go to in 90 days. Right, He had no 10-step train. He had no vision for you. There was, no, there was no birthday party. There was no convention. There was no book for him to quote from, to identify what page it's on. Right? He, 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 he turned his life and will over to the care of God and practiced at the time what they know of, uh, the, the program, right? which existed of the, the tenants from the Oxford movement. And he walked a free man, right? And yet I put so much, there's so many so many um, elements that I need for my sobriety, right? And no, this is what they're saying, is that the sin turned his life and will over to the care of God. And by finding God, he found himself, right? All of these things, all of these extra things. I, I'm, I, I would imagine there wasn't even a telephone on every single desk at the time, right? Like these are... It's remarkable that by just simply practicing these programs, by, finding, by completely and utterly surrendering and finding a power and turning your, our life and will over to care of that power, that we could do the miraculous, which is to recover one day at a time. It just blows my mind. and with that all on
15: Thank you, Pete B.
0: And thank you to everyone who shared and to our wonderful Wednesday workforce, Javi K., Esther F., Lynn F., Janice P.M., Larry K., Sherry M., and Melissa C. Please join us for a second, unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. And the share ID for this morning, Wednesday, May the 27th, the 7 a.m. meeting, is 14695. We will now close with the reading from the big book, on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Janice Pliem, will you please read a vision for you, Our Book is Meant to be Suggestive Only.
20: Yes, certainly, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. Ask, <clears throat> pardon me, God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.